Girls scream like I'm Keith. Me and wifey going to a marriage workshop this weekend. The word? Yeah. What uh? What uh? So like a kind of like a seminar on how to improve your marriage or how to keep it healthy? I think so. Uh, I, honestly, I'm not sure of the details, but it, it sounds like it's something like that. Like a it's a so a day and a half thing. Like one day, like an evening, three or four hours, and then the next day, like eight hours. Okay. And uh. Yeah, I think that they probably do stuff like that. It's with a church, so they probably talk about praying and stuff, praying together. It's crazy because when I was younger, I always stuff like that would like sound whack to me or like school kind of, you know what I mean? Like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, I gotta go. But as I'm getting older and I'm just like learning, like right now, like I'm, I'm reading a lot of stuff and I'm listening to podcasts about like real estate. And like, that's something you hear a lot. People be like, oh, I went to this real estate seminar and people that's even like made ton of money off of real estate still go to stuff like that. You know what I mean? And, um, it just kind of put me in that mind state that like you're never going to stop learning. You're always going to be going to something like that or either that or something motivational like a Tony Robbins or Eric Thomas type, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Stuff well, that- I, think, I think age brings a certain type of hu- hum- humility or could bring a certain type of humility because some people are like, man, I got, I got this far on my own. I don't need nobody telling me nothing. Yeah. But um, I think some people can't come to a point, you know, some earlier than others that Listen, you know, I know I know only so much. I want to get to this place, and I'm tired of experimenting, experimenting from my 20s. I want to learn how to do it and put it into action. And that's kind of, I think that's where we at. Well, you know what, bro? We two minutes into the show, and I'm just going to run with this shit and start it from there. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's good, y'all? It's your man, DJ Playboy. Uh, you already heard Keith, so I don't even know if I should introduce him, but that's how we do on this show. So that's my brother, my mellow, my ace. What's good, man? I like me introduction. <laughs> What's good, man? I'm chilling. Can't do it without the intro, you know what I mean? But yeah. that marriage uh, workshop, it sounds cool, man. So it's like a one-day type thing or like a... Like well, a day and a half. It's on Friday evening, then uh, then Saturday going for the whole day. So it's like... And they of- recommended that we have like a date night right after. Oh, it's like, so it's like out of town, like an overnight type thing? Nah, nah. It's um, it's in, in the city. Okay. So you go in, go home, and then come back the next day. It's going to be a long day. On Saturday, it's a whole day, so. Gotcha. There's that. You know what, though? Like, in um, probably from doing this podcast for damn near two years with you, and just obviously two years older than when this first thing started, but I just really see that uh, love is a, is a, is a, a work in progress if that makes sense oh, like yeah. <laughs> there's like a lot of um because i always had this thing where i'd be like yo it's it's it, it, liking somebody or having a crush on somebody or some like to put it in the most generic you know like terms or, or basic terms because that's something mm-hmm. that we've had since we were in elementary school you've had like a, a crush on like a girl or something like that like that shit is actually dope when it's when it goes the right way and then when it doesn't it can really it can really be painful so like oh you know like always had this thing like you got to make sure when you like somebody that you really like them because it can go either way but then it, it, i guess maybe in the back of my mind I always felt like all right well once once y'all settle in and once y'all get established that y'all feeling each other certain things are gonna come naturally and i think like i said talking to you throughout this this time just learning that more and more it is a work in progress it is a constant like yo let's do this let's go to practice like football teams do you know what i mean like basketball teams do them niggas is professional but they still practice every day yeah, and that's how I look at it. I, the way I looked at it was because honestly, I, I felt that I didn't have the equipment, right? The uh, I wasn't equipped like with my upbringing and like the friends I had to really show love and receive love and foster love and grow it and all that type of stuff. I felt like I didn't have those skills. I, I got to the age of 30, 31. I'm like, you know what? I, don't, I just don't know how to love. Like I've, I've loved the girl, but for some reason, I just didn't know where to go from there. So I, that's when I started reading books and going to therapy and all that type of stuff because it really is a job. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't go and do surgery if you haven't read all your textbooks for years and years, if you haven't gotten to practice, if you haven't gotten the mentorship. So that's what I was looking for. Yeah, and um, you got to pay for this seminar, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you got to pay for it. I think that's pretty dope, too, that like people make money. You know, like teaching, like helping people out. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's 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 a yeah. skill that people don't generally, you know what I mean, have. But I think it's one of those things that they don't teach you in school because they figure you're going to get it <laughs> throughout life. You know what I mean? But it, it it really does need its own course, its own little, you know what I mean, two-day session to, to work on it. Yeah, there's no there's no doubt about it. Like, I'm big into... I'm big into getting high-quality knowledge if I, if I really want a particular field of knowledge and I'm willing to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? So some people are like, man, you can get that shit on YouTube, buy you a book or something like that. I'm like, nah, man, I'm going to pay for my joint, you know, have somebody put my little course together. So I, there's one less thing I have to worry about. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to, if I read a book, I don't have to worry about buying part two and three of the book so I could put that knowledge together and then implement it. These people put put it together. We have our little discussions or workshops in class. And then I go on with my marriage until the next one. Well, I've heard, too, um, people say when you invest your money into something, you're going to take it more serious. Oh, that too, definitely. Yeah, yeah, if it's um, not to say that people don't you know become successful learning things for free on YouTube and things like that, but obviously it takes it to another level of accountability when you know you've taken money from fun that you would have or food that you would eat and put it towards investing in yourself. People succeed on YouTube, but I mean the the numbers, like if you take the percentage of people who just go on YouTube and watch some sewing video versus the amount of people who go to go to a some textile school or Pratt. Institute or fashion institute or something like that. If you look at the like, look at the people who actually go forward and try to implement whatever skill that is, mm-hmm. it's gonna be higher with fashion institute because they pay for that stuff. Granted, is they gonna you know dunk a lot of money in there, but it's they pay for that stuff, so they they're gonna take it serious. If I just hop on YouTube real quick, I'm not gonna take it as serious. Yeah, yeah, and I mean some people will, but it's it's more, it's got to be a self motivated person. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, gonna just yeah, be like, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Like it's yeah. just all on the person what they want to get out of an experience. Yeah, it's and it's, it's to me is a good introductory to know if you really want to take this to that level where you want to spend money on it. Because like uh, I take DJing for example. Like there's tons of videos for someone who doesn't know how to DJ that they, that they could start out on YouTube. You know what I mean? And then maybe they learn something that they want to invest more money and do something. You know what I mean? Like maybe they're the same person doing a YouTube video. Most of them are are trying to sell you some type of training course or something like that. You know what I mean? Like check out my website and get this right. course. Yeah. So before you actually do invest that type of money into it, at least you've got that free sample. That, you know what I mean? Right. Well, the good thing about YouTube is that it has the the advantage of numbers that you know they're able to touch hundreds of thousands of people let's say one video a pretty successful video could do dozens of thousands of people you know what i'm saying this one video mm-hmm. and have and, and let's say they just motivate 10 percent of those people you've motivated about 1200 people that's a lot of people to to motivate to take the next step with one video you know video. Saying, even though 10 huh in with, one video yeah, right exactly. like 10 percent is a low success rate but just by the mere masses that you've touched it's like all right i'll take 10 percent of let's say twelve thousand, and you know touch 1,200 people and, and motivate them to go learn photography or go DJ or just go try out the next step. That's that's a big deal versus if you have a school, let's say they have a 50% success rate and they're teaching only, you know, 2,000 people, that's only 1,000 people that you, that may have been touched. So you, YouTube is pretty much making 200 more people go forward with whatever they their dream is or whatever they think their dream is. And not for nothing, that's that's why YouTube is still around. There's a lot of sites that YouTube has outlived. Right. <laughs> like, and it's it's insane. Like, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I was using YouTube, but right after the Janet Jackson thing, I think when YouTube started popping, and, like, it was, is to now, to, for that to be the company they are, like, people pay money for YouTube now. You know what I'm saying? Like, for them to oh, still- Oh, yeah, YouTube Red, and they got the TV series and stuff. I believe, and they have a music streaming program, too, right, if I'm not mistaken. Or, or... They do. I don't know what the difference between that and, like, Google Play Music is, but they do have the music streaming joint. Yeah, yeah. So, they, they a shout-out to them as a company still being around, man, to this day. Oh, yeah. I mean, Google Google infused them with that magic, so they're not going nowhere. Yeah. So, they, oh, yeah, because they were, like, their own thing, and then Google bought them? Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, once you get that. <laughs> once, you get that. once you get that, man, it's a... Hey, you're doing pretty damn good. Hurry up. That Google Touch, man. But, uh, yo, it's, you've been keeping up with the news lately? Last week was a crazy week, man. Like, it was, uh, shit, a, a, a mail bomber. It was, uh, uh, shit, a synagogue shooting in uh, Pittsburgh. It, mm-hmm. Just, like, insane stuff going on. And it's, it, it makes you wonder, it, they got the migrant um people in South America traveling towards Mexico. The caravan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, migrant caravan. And it's just, it's... It's crazy out there, man. It just shows like people. I, I I think with the first two things that I mentioned with the uh the 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 mail bomber, I believe his name is Caesar Sayek, and um the synagogue shooting. It's crazy like how the people that were like so anti-immigrant and anti-terrorist are now becoming domestic terrorists. You know. Well, yeah, and 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 that's not to um forget the the shooting of two black people at Kroger by a. By the uh, white dude, I don't know if you heard about that story too, but it was kind of drowned out by by the um, the pipe bomb stuff and and the synagogue shooting. So, what was that? What happened in that situation? Was it altercation or so on, 
on Wednesday when the same day the pipe bomb stuff broke, um, uh, this white dude went to Kroger and pretty much executed two black people. And he, earlier in that day, he tried to get into a black church, but for whatever reason, that's, that effort was unsuccessful. He wanted to do like a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. And then he's, you know, he, he had his weapon on him and he saw like two white people. He's like, listen, whites don't shoot whites and just walk past them and then went to go shoot them black people. So Kroger's a, a supermarket, right? Kroger's a, a big supermarket, like in the, I think it's like in the mid-Atlantic. Yeah. Oh wow. So he just went in there, shot two random people, walked out, or killed himself, or what? He he. Well, I think he was arrested. Oh wow. Yeah. I don't. I think he he's he wasn't killed. That's crazy. No, I did not hear about that. Oh, you're right. It was definitely drowned out in the um in the news cycle. Now, I mean, I don't pay too much in depth attention to like the nightly news, but damn, that's crazy. Yeah, it was it was drowned out big time. But I mean, to your point though, it was like a hate. A hate-filled crime, like just hating on hating someone because of who the, who they were born to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They were born to be black, or they were born to be Jewish, or um, well, you're not born to be a Democrat, but like you, that's who you are. Yeah, you can't change it. Yeah, right, well, exactly. Uh, yeah. Except the Democrat thing, of course. But yeah. you know, like that thing of taking someone's identity, like you are this, so I hate you because of it. And me, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, bro. Like, I understand it happens. I've heard about it since I've been born. But it's just, I, I can't wrap my mind around that, like, how people feel like that. Like, the only thing that, that I think I can come maybe to understand is, like, one of they're, they're just, like, a corny person that's, like, they've been wrong. They feel like they've been wronged in life. So, for instance, you might be a, a black dude and, like, your, your girl leaves you for a white dude. So now you're just so corny in your mind state that you hate all white people. You know what I mean? That's the closest thing I could imagine is something like coming or you lost a job to a a, a person you thought that was Jewish or something like that. So now you want to hate all Jewish people like it's and even that it sounds incredibly stupid to me. You know what I mean? Uh, So the fact that people would go to the extreme of wanting to hurt people and wanting to like literally kill people like the the, the gentleman sending the uh, mail packages to people. former president obama to hillary clinton and and bill clinton to um robert de niro's office uh shit who the list goes on right cory booker kamala harris uh george soros and they think it was all this one the same one person right because they found fingerprints they think it's the same person so far because all of the bombs and packaging and all that stuff they're very similar Mm. i know cnn they sent it to john brennan at cnn that is insane, and like, yeah, just the fact that, like, you, bro, like, <laughs> like, where, where does that stem from? Where does that come from? What, what is even the contingency plan? Like, what is your plan? You're just gonna, I'm gonna wake up this morning, hurt people, and spend the rest of my life in jail, like that. <laughs> you know, they think I mean? it's a, it's a war. They think it's a, a war. There's there's us and there's them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, the Hassan Minaj is this comedian. He had a, he has a new series on Netflix. And he was talking about the affirmative, the the case against affirmative action, the lawsuits that Asian, like Asian American groups, are waging against colleges. Pretty much, the, they, the their case is that the colleges are discriminating against Asian Americans, so that they could put African Americans in the thing. So they like kill affirmative action. It sucks, um, you know. And he and uh, Hassan Minaj is making a case that listen, like you're good. I, honestly, like. Affirmative action ain't hurting you, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So um, that that brings me to say that sometimes people feel like they're being wronged by another group somehow. Like that's there's always a us against them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's just a lot of it happening where it comes comes to violence. You know what I'm saying? Look at they shot Lincoln, they shot up Kennedy, they shot up Martin Luther King. And that's to say that. Those people over there have some kind of movement going on, and I don't like it. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's, it's, yeah, there's no other word for it. It's, it's crazy people doing it. It's crazy the whole situation. Definitely our prayers are with um, the victims in the, in the Pittsburgh shooting. And, and like, we just have, as a people, we got to figure out what's going on and how we can fix it. You know what I mean? And then, stop wilding. And then leaders, they ain't, there's no leaders no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just to take like, just take two days off and be like, listen, man, that shit's crazy. Take two days off and then get back to it. Yeah. yeah nobody's taking taking a day off, but it's the way people are talking. It's crazy. And honestly, you know what I'm saying? 
It's Trump. That nigga's crazy, son. That yo, that dude is he's just what? a wild dude. Like his whole his whole persona is built on a foundation of like warishness. Yeah. I hate you. I disrespect I'm gonna disrespect you. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah. Like it's nuts. And um well that's what they were saying that some some Democrats or, or just people critics of Trump were saying that this behavior is fueled by him and that he his rhetoric is, is what's causing people to behave like this. Do you yeah. do you, you agree with that? Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I I do agree with it. And then there's people who say, well, this was, it's a bunch of people on all sides and, uh, and that, that type of stuff. Well, that is true that the other other people don't help, but you know, the this dude's the president. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, also how many of the other people told you literally if you find someone that doesn't root for my root for what what I'm I'm pushing, punch him in the face. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. He literally, you literally have audio of him saying shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so the whole presidency is built on, and he's he's fan, fanning those flames of there's us and there's them, and they're trying to take what we got. And he's a- uh, That kind of thing. He's been quoted recently as saying he's a nationalist, right? Yeah, he literally said, I'm a nationalist. They say that's a bad thing to say, but I'm a nationalist. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> He's like, I know I shouldn't say this, but I, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Yeah, man, that the dude is the dude. In my opinion, he's racist, right? It ain't the and people say he's not racist. He has a black dude working for him, and I hate to hear shit like that. Yeah, this nigga got a black friend of a friend of a friend, and I'm like, yo, that's that's wild. Well, plantation like, still be racist. He plantation owners, black people around. Plantation right. owners had <laughs> black employees. <laughs> they had black um, concubines. They had black mistresses. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't mean they're not racist. Yeah, I mean, I just think the dude is racist, and he's he's a special kind of New York racist. I heard um, this dude, Italian-American dude, Anthony Scaramucci, he wrote a book, and he said, listen, he's talking to Chris Cuomo, who's also Italian-American. He was like, yo, you know, where we're from, our blue-collar roots those people aren't racist. And I'm looking, yelling at the TV, yeah, a lot of them niggas is racist. You know what I'm saying? Like in New York, I I, I grew up with those quote unquote blue collar, you know, blue collar neighborhoods where people were Irish American or Italian American and, you know, all this stuff. A lot of those people are racist. You did some and comments, it's not right? the, I'm a hanger nigga racist. It's more so like, I'm just going to beat them up if you come on my block racist. You know Word, what I'm saying? Yeah. There's neighborhoods in New York City that they like, people would be like, yo, back in the day, you couldn't go that past that that part of the neighborhood or shit like that. Some Bronx Tale type shit. Yeah. They's like, yo, don't don't go to Bensonhurst. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, why? They say, yo, don't go, dog. And I'm like, I didn't go. I didn't go to Bensonhurst until I got a part-time job at the Bally's Fitness in, in Bensonhurst. Oh yeah, 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 infiltrated the neighborhood. <laughs> but I never yeah, I infiltrated the neighborhood. But the best believe, I ran to my car and drove back home because I had this fear of, of Bensonhurst. This is like, but this is the thing with racism. With people, like to say to your point of people saying, "Well, he's not racist." I think people just this is they have their own definition of the word. I, I've once I've heard a, a very like intelligent girl say that black people can't be racist, and I, I think she she meant it in a sense in a, the sense of like systematic. Racism, whereas as as much as you can hate white people at the end of the day, you're not going to affect their generational wealth. You're not going to affect their ability to provide, whereas white people might have that, you know what I mean, ability. So I think I'm hoping that's where she was coming from with it. But I've met some racist black people in my life. (laughs) Yeah, I've got racist people in my family, like my immediate family. I grew up in the household. In the household. And they'd be like, yo, I hate black people. I'm like, what? In my crib, in on, on Thanksgiving, but, but yo, yeah, I think I think I, what she means is that the, the the impact of black of black people being racist to other groups is probably not as consequential as as has been the impact of other groups when they were racist against black people. Yeah, I suspect yeah. that's what she meant. The impact or the the tangible results of it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Where if somebody's ra- where in the, in the past somebody has been racist against black people. You don't get a job. Whereas, you know, in the past when black people have been racist against, let's say, white people, it's like, oh, it's some dude standing in the corner of a club making fun of a white dude dancing or something like that. Exactly, exactly. And you could use the same thing, sexism. You could say, well, women can't be sexist. I mean, they absolutely could. But in the grand scheme of things, it would probably be more 
effective if a man was sexist and you know what I mean he would probably be impactful impactful yeah exactly yeah so I understand where I, I think it's but you can't say things like black people aren't racist dude. <laughs> there are obviously yeah, man, racist as a black person I know for sure black people's racist <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> well the, I think Chris Rock had that joint like uh, who's more racist the uh, Blacks think, or white. He said, who's more racist, white people or black people? He said, black people, because black people hate black people too. Yep. And that's, I forgot, I wasn't thinking about that dream when I was just saying that my, um, in my family, they were saying I hate black people. But yo, that, that Chris Rock, that joint ring, really rings true. It does. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't take it literally saying that they're, black people are more racist, but I'm sure there's white people who hate white people too. You know, and they had that whole shit, they discriminated against Irish and Irish people when they were coming in and shit like that. Yeah. But, uh, Everyone could be racist as a black person. You see racism that's not in your textbooks. You see Asian people discriminating hard against black people when their businesses are in black neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Like shit like that. Like racism is just a a huge spectrum. It's this big thing that you can't define it as just one thing. So when people say he can't be racist because he has a black friend, they're thinking about the type of racism where it's like you all y'all stay over here and let me stay over here. Don't cross this line. Exactly. Exactly. And and New York racism ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? New York racism is like let's come together and work together for eight hours. But when 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 that eight hours is done, don't you even look at my daughter like that type of shit. (laughs) That's what New York racism is like. Yeah, you're right. You're hundred percent right, man. Let's make jokes. Even you know, Joe, I like you. Let's eat together. I'll eat the wacky food that you bring from your your home. You could eat eat some of mine. You ain't coming over Thanksgiving after that. Huh? So you ain't coming over for Thanksgiving? Though. You ain't th- coming over for Thanksgiving. We have our we have our Thanksgiving potluck at work. The ones work is done. You you not coming there, my silverware nigga? Yeah, it happens. It's, it exists. It's a world thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but hey, uh, all we can do is work on it. You know what I mean? And and, and and obviously we're in a better position than we were fifty years ago. Maybe even shit thirty years ago. You know what I mean? So. Uh, it is it, a little improvements, but then you also see the wildness, and it just it it it, it hurts. It hurts the the progress. It just you know what I mean. It impedes the progress, and it's just like man. But yeah, gotta lighten things up a little bit, man. Switch it up to America's new favorite segment, the 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 the, the joint, rocking the country, their perfect talk. Y'all hit us up. Y'all let us know. You know what I mean. Which advice you want to know? Any 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 questions you might have? You can just be asking about us, shit, and we'll let you know. I'm going to hit y'all with the email at the end of the segment, so make sure you stay tuned, and we can get right into it. Alright, the first email is from a gentleman named Jacob. Jacob, what's good, brother? He's uh from Virginia. Uh, I listened recently to your episode about flirting with cashiers. I'm feeling a cashier that works. <laughs> feeling a cashier that works at my campus center, but I don't want to keep seeing her saying nothing and end up in the friend zone. How can I finesse the situation without making her uncomfortable at work? Thanks, guys. Jacob. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> without nowadays, that's hard to do, man. Without her making making her feel comfortable. Uncomfortable, whatever. I feel like not not to get off subject from Jacob's letter, but like I feel like that's a thing right now. Like throughout the country, I don't know if it's because so many dudes are wilding, so now we got this like Me Too movement that's got everybody on pins and needles. But I feel like there's just this thing where it's hard to communicate. You know what I mean? Especially with the opposite sex. But even you know what I mean? Just it's hard to communicate in general because of social media and stuff, or is something else? Yeah, like like someone would would be more prone. I feel like to respond to a, a direct message than they would to someone trying to stop them on the street. You know what I mean? That face to face human element, I think has been like replaced by that alert <laughs> or that notification. Oh yeah, definitely. Like that. That's like the payoff, like the, like the, um, what do you, what do you call it? It's almost like when you hear the click on, on a, when you screw something in and you hear the click, like that's like the payoff, like that that signal that you did good. Mm-hmm. I think that that little notification that pops up on your phone is like, boom! I sent something and I got a response for it. That's my payoff. Like that's the reward. Mm-hmm. But as yeah. opposed to like, I think maybe that same gentleman trying to approach this girl on the street, 
it might be a little weird or it might be a little awkward because now you're like stopping her on her way to work. You don't know if she's in a rush. You know what I mean? It, it's, right. Because when you think about send, sending DMs and shit like that, like you, you see, you could send a DM. You could you nervous about it maybe. Like, yeah, girl, you look good. And then you press send. Then you close your phone. And you like you, you could forget about it for however long it takes for, for the girl to respond. I mean, you're probably anxious at first, but then eventually you got to get on with your day. Mm-hmm. If you're talking to, to a girl face-to-face, like, you have to, you're pretty much standing mano y mano with the prospect of embarrassing yourself and saying something stupid and also waiting for her. She may or may not give you good vibes, but you got to kind of wait for it and work for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, so if If the internet was like real life, you would say something, right? You give you give your best line for for that moment, and then the girl would double click you, and a heart would pop up. Like that's if you were to put the internet into real life, but it's not like that. You got to work with awkward pauses and all that type of shit. Mix signals, tough. Yeah, mix yeah. signals. Like you know what I'm saying. Whereas a, a text or a DM, you could kind of interpret it however you want to interpret it. Like you give yourself your own certainty when you're looking at somebody's face. You don't. You get mixed signals, or you get a very clear signal. Like it, it, it's, if you're used to the kind of payoffs that the internet gives with, with regard to communication, real life communication can get weird. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yep. You're right about that. And, and, and so to answer Jacob's question, I kind I think it kind of depends on your approach, brother. Like, if if your thing is you talk to her and you crack jokes in that little three minute span that you, you know, what I mean, you're doing your, your buying your, your your soda or whatever. Um, that you gotta work that in a flirtatious manner, which which comedy helps. You know, what I mean, I learned I learned from the homeboy Keith. Matter of fact, that comedy is a good way. You know, what I mean, to to get in with. Them up. Yeah, exactly. So if that's your thing, but make, don't make your comedy like Trump comedy. <laughs> you know, what I mean, you're talking about politics and you're cracking like you know, what I mean, uh, Stephen Colbert type jokes. Like make them jokes about how much you feel in her. You know, what I'm saying if you're gonna get her to giggle about something, giggle about something flirtatious that you're saying to her, and you know what I mean? Because if that's going to be your approach, unless you could catch her in a, in a moment where she might be leaving work and then you uh, you walk her to the bus stop or whatever, or her car or something like that, then you could just be straight up and blunt with it. Like, hey, I think you got a cute smile. I like chilling with you and talking to you. I, maybe we could talk some more, go hang out, have a drink, have some coffee or something. Um, but if, if your time talking to her is only those transactions where you're at the cash, the, the register, make it flirty. Make the dude behind you uncomfortable. Like, damn, bro sitting here flirting with the girl i'm trying to get to class you know what i'm saying but that's that's your time with her so you got to make it be known you know what i mean so that time when you actually do come up and say yo i'm feeling you it's not out of left field it's not like oh i thought jacob was the homie yeah <laughs> at least try to get a chance to chill with her especially if she she works if she works on in the campus store chances are she goes to the school that's the chances it's possible that she doesn't and maybe even better i'm not sure if jacob dorms if she dorms man that makes things so much easier you know what I'm saying? Like, you just live, you literally live in the same neighborhood, and you could take a bicycle and get there in two minutes. That's incredible. It's like dating a neighbor, someone when you're a kid, and you, you have a, um, a girlfriend in the neighborhood. Yeah. Now you're an adult, and you have a girl. So, like, if you're like, yo, you stay on campus, like, that's campus relationships is, was like the easiest. You stay on campus, what class you take? What's your major? What time you be here? What time you be there? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so easy to do that campus courting. When so like on camp, being on a campus and trying to like court women is like a domesticated dog, you know. Like a, it sounds fucked up comparing somebody <laughs> to an animal, but no, it's like domestication because it's so it's not the wild. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm from You're New right. York City. You're right. Like yeah, New York City is like the wild. Like dudes trying to meet women. Like you have thirty seconds to chat up some chat up some girl on the um on the train real quick or something like that or at a bus stop. Not not in yeah. In college like being in a zoo. It's, it's like, like being in a zoo where you could hunt for a piece of steak. <laughs> it ain't but the same it's not hunting because it's a piece of steak, you know what I'm saying? It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> That's the perfect analogy. <laughs> it ain't going nowhere. They bro. try. They try cute things like hiding the steak underneath a bowl, or you know, put put it inside of a toy. But if you flip that that you know flip that toy over a couple of times, that steak just falls out, and that's what it's like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sad to word it like that, but true, it is. I I I, I some I dormed on the campus. How many times I went to a party? And met a girl, 
but got nowhere near to to I don't know, I'm gonna call it closing a, a deal. Is that doesn't necessarily mean sex. What it means is saying let's meet up or let's do this or give me your number even. Mm-hmm. You know, or your, I guess now it'd be give me your Snapchat. I never, I didn't even get. I'd be like, yo, what's up? My name is Keith. You want a drink? All right, I'm gonna get you a three dollar rum and coke. Boom, and that that'll be the end of the night. Because you know <laughs> I'll see her again. I'm like, know- where you where you be at? Oh, you be by the the student center. And then that's when I start lurking by the student center. And by the way, you hear lurking. Back in back in the early two thousands, lurking wasn't as bad, man. The art of lurking, man, just went away. <laughs> Loitering, you know what I mean? Good old fashioned loitering, lo- loitering and lurking. <laughs> yeah, loitering and lurking. I guess you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't trying to hurt nobody. It was just that I was trying to see where things is at home and try to, you know, those chance meetups. I was trying to force chance. Yeah, you you can only uh catch a gazelle if you're <laughs> if you're out on the, the Serengeti, brother. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hiding in some tall grass. That's how I did it. I just saw campus in some tall grass. It's crazy if if I'm remembering the timeline correctly, and I think you might have been similar to this in your college experience. The Facebook experience was introduced to us maybe junior year, so that's kind of like the midway point in our four year career, mm-hmm. right um, at the middle, yeah. And it's crazy because it's like two different worlds. Because I remember before Facebook, you that lurking and loitering <laughs> was a, a a popular method, but now after well, not now, but then by junior year after Facebook had come, you can now find this girl just through her profile picture. And it's like, yep. it, there was never that, because there, there used to be that anxiety, oh, you see a pretty girl and you let the opportunity pass. You, it, I went to uh, in school in the Northeast. You might not see her again till spring come back around. You right, know what right. I mean? It, on some G shit. So and she might be, you know what I mean? She might have gained some weight by then. She <laughs> she might be wiped up wow. by then. So you never, freshman 15 is real. Um, <laughs> you never know what, what could happen. And it's just like, after Facebook, it was like, oh, this is a whole new world. This is, this is it right here. You can, being in constant communication with someone you might have only seen twice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it, it was definitely a game changer. And there's people out there who, who use it to this day, like social media, dating, and like professionals. I never got to that level. You know what I mean? I'm still, I think, I'm more real life, face-to-face in terms of that. But uh, it's, it's I leverage good- Facebook quite a bit for, for that type of stuff. And But even to bring it back to, to Jacob, there you go. Like social media... Yo, what's your snap? Yo, guess this funny shit I seen on Snap or Instagram or whatever. And then you be like, yo, what's your Instagram? Boom. Bang. That's it. Bam. But then, <laughs> but then, you know, y'all become Instagram friends. The next thing you know, you just see mad pictures of her with her, some next dude she's dating. You can break your damn heart. <laughs> it's weird. If you really in love with her, you like, damn, how many dudes liking her picture? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that Instagram shit, like, to be uh, with, with social media and... And uh, being on a campus, man, you got to shoot your shot, man. At the very least, if it's not like, yo, I'm feeling you, you got to, your aim is to somehow try to see how outside of work where you can sit down for as long as you want and talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. Best advice I can give you to stay out the friend zone, too, was something I heard um, on a real estate podcast earlier this week. And the dude said, whenever he would have that feeling of butterflies in the stomach or a little bit of fear or anxiety about doing something, whether it's closing on a deal or something as simple as going across the bar to tell a girl that she's cute he's like if as soon as that feeling hits you you got to do it because then now you're going to be stuck with regret that feeling's going to turn to regret so he's like whenever he gets that feeling he just acts upon it and then you know what i mean if it works it works but at least whatever happened whatever the result is you're not left with that regret feeling and shoot your shot you got to do it man life's short you gotta your world could be one different way or another way you never know unless you go for the stuff that you want in life and 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 the universal will surprise you or the doors that it opens when you do go for it brother so don't be afraid (laughs) (laughs) take it back to the early 2000s jacob and get your your lurking loiter on brother Uh, (laughs) uh next email comes from a young lady named carla from houston texas what up carla uh dear perfect talk I want to ask you guys a question. I have a really good friend who always asks for favors. She calls me for rides because she doesn't drive. She asks to borrow money, and I don't even ask for it back because I know she'll she I know she won't pay back. I love her like a sister, but I don't need sorry, excuse me, but I need help creating some space between us. I don't want to hurt her feelings. Uh can you guys help? That's a tough one. <laughs> so she has a this is a friend, and the friend don't be paying her back. Yeah, it looks like Carla has like a needy friend uh, who might hit her up for you know, need to go ride to the mall. Um, 
she says she loves her like a sister, so I don't know if it's a situation where she only calls her up when she needs something. Um, it might not be that, but it, it, it's a trend, it looks like, <laughs> of either, you know what I mean, I need this, or can I borrow some money? But, you know, it might it might be an issue when it's time to get the money back. You know what I mean? Some type of excuse always pops up. And I think she just, in general, wants space. Because, you know what I I get from that? Like, you, no one likes to be used. You know what I mean? Even if it's people you love, you don't mind doing things for, no one likes to be used. And, um... You get that feeling that you you get that early. You you get that in the pit of your stomach. You know what I mean? If someone's using you, mm-hmm. I I I, uh, I feel a little bit differently about that. I feel like people do want to be used, but you, you there's certain people you want to be used by. You know what I'm saying? Particularly mm-hmm. people who like to please or people who are pleasers. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's call them pleasers. They just like to be, see, see people smile. They don't like ruffling feathers. They like doing people for uh, do stuff for people so that people will be like, thank you, appreciate it, and all that type of shit. And there's not necess- anything necessarily wrong with it, but you have to be self self aware and understand that I'm a pleaser and um, I'm oh, I'm liable to be taken advantage of. And yeah. I think the way to solve that is that knowing that everybody exists in these separate circles, right? There's like these circles. You know, you have people people that you know, people that you love, or whatever. And sometimes these circles overlap, and you have to understand how much you should overlap with people. So now, as far as lending people money, that shouldn't be in an overlapping part. There's a way to love people and not give them a bunch of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, and what I would say, too, in terms of your what you said about pleasers, I feel like people are more prone to take advantage of pleasers. Big time. Yeah. yeah. And you have to understand that people, in fact, people are looking to take advantage of pleasers. Whether they know that they're doing it or not, they, they're just... Looking to take advantage of people like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Not even like a grimy person who's like, oh, this person's a sucker. I'm going to get them as much as I can out of them. I think naturally, like, people know that they get a vibe from somebody and it's when they need something, you're going to be the first to come to mind. You know what I mean? Whereas they probably could have used a little bit more creativity and figured it out on their own. Uh, but or, or they just know that. You know what I mean? Like, they, people, I, I've noticed that in life. Like, the people who you probably should look out for the most are the people that get hurt the most. You know what I mean? Or that you try to take advantage of the most. And it's, it, it, it I feel bad for for that. <laughs> you know what I mean, Carla? But but you got to stand up for yourself because people are only going to do uh, what you allow them to do. You know what I mean? The, the uh, great philosopher George Bush has taught us. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Fool me once, can't get fooled again. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> so you got you to gotta learn from that one time. And there's a way to be real about something without being confrontational. If that makes sense, like there's a way to say something, yo, hey, I can't do this no more without it turning into an argument. And if it does, then you might have to re- fully full time separate yourself from that person. If you can't relate to them, yo, I can't help you out with this no more. And that's going to cause a confrontation. Then that's somebody that you got to get away from as soon as possible. Or you could be a, you could object without being objectionable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I like that right there. Uh, So, Carl, I guess the best advice I would say is keep it a, keep it a buck. You know what I mean? Let your friend know you value her friendship. You know what I mean? We could do this, but your car is your car, and your money is your money, and you gotta. <laughs> there's gotta be set boundaries in terms of this friendship. Yeah, man, you can't feel bad about doing good. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't want to share that with people, that's okay. That's your choice, and you gotta feel okay with that choice. Also, never lend more than you mind losing. Word, yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a big one. Yeah, you never know what could happen, so. Somebody could just, you know what I mean, disappear on you one day. So never lend more than you mind losing. And if you still want to help your friend out because you're a charitable person, you sound like a really nice person, Carla. If that's what you feel in your heart you want to do, you know what I mean, then definitely do it. But but it, from you writing us, it feels like you feel like you're being taken advantage of and you definitely want to relay that to this person. It, whatever your, your your method is, if you're confrontational, if you're non-confrontational, but you know what I mean, and maybe you might be writing them a letter. <laughs> maybe you might be the same way you wrote us an email, right? Leave her a note stating how you feel about it. You know what I mean? Word, send a text and listen up. Listen to this, write it down. And this is what you're going to send. You know what I'm saying? You're going to say, get a job, grouch. And then that's <laughs> it, man. Just set their life right. Because if they, what's up with their money situation? That's another, that's another thing, too. You know what I mean? Like, I've noticed people will like lend somebody money, but they won't sit down and have a talk about finances with that person because that's like, oh, that's personal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, nah, but, but they didn't feel it was too personal to ask you for your money. You know what I'm saying? Word. Like that. So you got to be able to, to to have those tough conversations. Like I, I've noticed that even in relationships, people won't talk about, you know what I mean, stuff like that. And that's that's a uh, recipe for, for failure. 
You know what I mean? If you ain't even willing to have these conversations about money, but you'll be quick to hand that person a certain amount of money. You know what I mean? All right. So be careful out there, y'all. Um, Carla, definitely hold your head up and, and keep us informed how that go. You know what I mean? Because I'd love to to hear how that works out. To everybody else out there, if you have any questions that you want to send to the uh, Perfect Talk crew, uh, send your emails to perfecttalkpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram, Perfect Talk Radio, at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram. Uh, man, so before we wrap things up, man, I uh, I, I think was it TMZ? It was some some headline I came across talking about Takashi Six Nine. Um, his has got received probation in like a child sex case, and yeah. I I actually this was the the first I had heard about it. Um, and it, the details are just insane. I, I actually heard it secondhand from um from Yuki, but it, it looks like. There was a, a video of some sort that uh, Takashi himself had had posted on social media, and um, maybe other people might have had copies of also that of, of just a, a lewd activity with a girl that ended up being a minor. And yeah. uh, um, it's not a hundred percent sure if he was aware of how old she was. I don't even how old is Takashi six nine. I don't even know if he he might have been close to being underage at that point in time because it was it was a few years ago this happened this wasn't like I think he was about 18 at the at the time or some somewhere around that so he was like a a legal adult yeah yeah but but still probably engaging in in young younger man activity you know what i mean yeah like he, right now he might be like 21 ish okay so yeah um yeah this and that's perfect actually for why i wanted to bring this up because this could be a cautionary tale to a lot of people out there you know what i mean like i don't the headline itself obviously was clickbait you know what i mean to say that you know a rapper child sex case people are gonna want to it sounds like a, a molestation type thing it sounds like you know what i mean maybe or even a statutory rape type thing um but it doesn't have to be all that for you to get in trouble you know what i mean um and you don't have to be as famous as takashi 69 for people to want to get you in trouble for something you've done you know what i mean whether it was consensual at the time or you perceived it to be 100 percent. this person was of age you're of age or you know what i mean like you definitely got to be careful what you do. Um, be careful what you put on social media and, and what you tape. Yeah. <laughs> I think if there's anything that, that really could come from this, um, is, is definitely be careful what you what you put on social media and what you put on just cameras in general. Because I personally, I'll be honest with you, I don't know anybody who social media has come back to bite them in the ass in my small circle of people. I don't really know too many, or maybe the situation is just slipping my mind at the moment. But I feel like there's a lot of people out there who it does happen. You know, I mean, you hear about it on news: people losing their jobs, like teachers will lose their jobs because of something they post on social media. Um, educators or people from all walks of life. So uh, it's out there; it happens. You know, what I mean, it might not be anybody you know, it might not be, and it might be difficult for your parents to kind of give you this lesson because maybe they didn't experience social media like that; they didn't have it. But you just got to be careful what you put out there because. Things can definitely come back to haunt you. Yeah. Also, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, just I mean, beyond the, the social media thing, what he was doing, whether it was taped or not, was wild. You know what I'm saying? Like a 13 year old performing sexual acts with some other dude, and he's on video, kind of. Whoa, whoa! The girl was 13 years old. Yeah. Oh hell! Oh wow! <laughs> I thought it was like she. They they thought she was older, and then oh not nah, 13. You uh, you look 13. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's making like excuses and stuff and I don't know who his lawyer is I don't know why they got him talking but he was just like on in interviews and stuff saying I thought she was 19 or she said she was 19 or like shit like that or she wasn't 13 she was like 14 or 15 or something like that like crazy shit he said oh so, he's like wow he's, he's on his machine gun Kelly shit no machine gun Kelly did <laughs> he said something about Eminem's daughter when she was like 16 wow. and then he tried to like like defend it he's like yo dude I'm like 21 like I'm like, bro, what are you talking <laughs> That's not cool. Crazy. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, no, that's, I didn't know she was 13 years old. That's pretty, but there's, that's that Mace line, right? That, uh, Mace had a whole song about that, kind of, actually. Messing with girls and then, find, you know what I mean? They end up being yeah. underage. There's, they ask me real fat when they be going through that phase. Which yeah. is, not in retrospect, that is a super wild song for Mace to be making. <laughs> I guess at the time, you know what I'm saying? It was different times. I'm not nigga, saying it was right, but it was. It was different. It was. My nigga said, I followed her to school. <laughs> I followed her to school, dog. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> in retrospect, right? Yeah, I mean, because when you think about the times, like, there's no explanation for it. It's just that at the times, like, they 
stuff like that wasn't scrutinized as much. But now, like, statutory stuff has become such a reality. You got Takashi, you got Nicki Minaj's brother, you got R. Kelly. Yeah. And, you know. You bring up Nicki Minaj, too. Like, she's getting backlash. I think you were telling me because she has a song with Takashi 69 and, and a brother, I believe, was convicted of a, a child sex um, case, uh, violation of some sort. Uh, it's just like, cause she, you know what I mean? Like, uh, she don't know what Takashi Six Nine did when he was eighteen. You know what I mean? And 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 also it's like, it, it, are we gonna like get mad at everyone who's ever made a song with R. Kelly? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they've got to be held to that same standard if you're gonna do that to Nicki. All right. And it's just, it's 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 got to have a limit somewhere. But but I think yeah, the the cautionary tale is watch who you associate with. You know what I mean? Watch out for people pulling out cameras. Because all they need is your face on the camera to include you in some shit. There's people sitting in jail right now just for being in a room. You know what I mean? And and and, and prison sentences and shit like that. So, you know what I mean? Be careful you associate with. Definitely be careful what you do on camera, what you post on social media. And just with things like sex, go the extra mile to make sure, you know what I mean? You're not... like, like I think there's this always this spur the moment thing with sex. I feel like when... um. We, when we came up and they were pushing a lot of safe sex and use condoms, you'd hear excuses like, "Oh, well, one, it doesn't feel natural, but two, it like kills the moment." Mm-hmm. And I think there's you got to get out of that spur of the moment. Like, yo, if if I let this girl have a sober thought, or if I, I let this girl have a moment of clarity that this might not happen, you might not want it to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, Isn't the spur so the, the spur of the moment element part of what makes sex, I guess, fun or good? Yeah, I guess I get to who you are. I'm sure there's people who like, yo, tonight when I come home, I'm having sex at <laughs> seven o'clock. You know what I mean? They they know it from when they leave home. And then there's people that like, oh, I didn't expect to have sex today. And it just made my day 20 times better. So, you know what I mean? I think yeah. there's, there's there's people of all walks of life that are going to have it. I, me personally, the spur of the moment thing is like, or added bonus type of thing is like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't even know when I left the house this morning that I was going to end up messing with somebody. Yeah, I, I'm sure that's... Oh, a- here goes sex. Oh, nice. <laughs> what a novel idea. Right in my lap. Um, <laughs> But oh, at the end of the day, no. I don't. For me personally, I don't... The spur of the moment thing isn't... Because I'm a... I'm, I'm, I'll be like, yo, like, go... Like, you got a condom on you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or let me go grab one or something like that. Like, so for me... That that spur of the moment thing isn't broken by me putting on a condom or going to get a condom, or I, I guess that's that. I guess my question was, was to more so ex- explore that. How to does like the whole condom thing? Well, you mentioned condoms and, and I yeah, guess, but I was using this on the same lines. Yeah, of, of asking, saying that people her, should, uh, as far as uh like consent and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Find out. Don't just mess with somebody because your homeboy is fucking her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, how old are you? <laughs> you know what right. I mean? I, I think one, once you become accustomed to using a condom and and you get your hand skills right and all that type of stuff, like it doesn't much ruin the spur of the moment thing. It might be like an extra thirty seconds, forty five seconds. You got a condom, yeah, pull it out and and apply it. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Like that may not totally wash out the spur of the moment thing, but as far as how far should you examine for for consent? I guess that's my question before. Is you, it? wash out the entire spur of the moment yeah it's 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 got us like different times you know what i mean it ain't it ain't like when it when it was back in the day you know what i mean it's it's different times bro you gotta you gotta go that extra mile you gotta like and there's ways i think nowadays it's easier like a lot of girls have like false rape cases that get oh, i don't know if they're false rape cases but they have rape cases that are like thrown out because the dude is like look at these text messages she sent me <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How was I not? How, what, why would I think in the, like that she wasn't consenting to me, you know what I mean, by her coming over or something like that? So, like, nowadays, I, like I said, you got to protect yourself. I'm not saying make her send you a text message saying that she's consenting of it, but have those conversations. Like, have those, yo, like, you come over tonight, you know what I mean? Like, we might get into something, you know? Because I, I think that there's a song and dance that you know about it, the cat and mouse game that obviously the opposite sex is play so you don't want to say yeah when you come over here tonight girl you're getting fucked because some girls don't want to hear <laughs> some girls may like hearing that some girls may not like hearing you that fucked if that's okay with you you're like oh i consent there she goes she just gave you no but um yeah obviously you're not gonna do it like that but there's innuendo there's ways to be like oh you know when 
I don't know. I, I feel like in my relationships, we know what it is before it gets to that point. There's no, it's, it's very rarely sometimes when it's like spur of the moment type things. And even when, like, I think with me, when it's a no, it's a no. But half the time it turns into a yes. It ain't because of me. I didn't convince her of nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't sit there and make an argument of why it should turn into a yes. I think she convinced herself to turn into a yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm not. Like I'm not saying I'm not a lawyer. I'm not gonna sit here and put an argument of why you should do this with me in the moment. Either you do or you don't. And right. there's, I'd rather not convince you to do it because then you know what I mean. Then then I might have a situation on my hands afterwards. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. No, and you're, but you're you're 100 right. It is gonna kill the spur of the moment thing. But I think it all it's all about how you being creative. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's making it not totally ruin the moment because. To your condom point, yeah. Once you get your hand skills down and throwing on a rubber and getting right to business, isn't nothing. But your first time, it might have, it might be your first couple times. It might mm-hmm. be, and that's true for everything about sex. You know what I mean? You you, you might be fumbling around and at first, you know what I mean. And then as time goes on, especially if you're with the same person, as time goes on, you're gonna get more comfortable in what you do and 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 figure out what they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? And work in conjunction. Yeah, I haven't been truly single in like four or five years. So like in that time. Things have changed so much that I'm, I'm I don't even know what I'll tell somebody. Like how how would you conduct yourself? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like what? How do you op- operate around the whole concept of consent the way it's laid out nowadays? Maybe it's the same as before. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because all these news stories might just be. You might think that there's so many people being accused of of sexual misconduct now. That you're like, well, I better cover myself. But it could very well be the case that maybe it's the same. This it's, it's pretty much the same as before. Is that every all this stuff on TV? Our, our eyes and brains being flooded with people getting accused and and getting taken down by this stuff. That you feel that maybe I'm next. Mm-hmm. To you know that par- paranoid type attitude. Yeah, you par- it may, the, the media makes you paranoid, and maybe the reality is that. It's the same as before. It's just that now you're equipped with more knowledge, so now you can better navigate these situations. But there's no reason to be any more protective of yourself or any more. You know what I'm saying? Like you should always get consent, but you shouldn't get any more consent than than people were getting before. Yeah, like Dave Chappelle. To keep bringing up Chappelle, he had the skit about the um, the 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 the, the, the notice, the um, the contract. Yeah, sex yeah, sex contract. contract, exactly. Yeah, it's like yeah. Yeah, you don't want to necessarily go that far, which I I think some celebrities actually do go that far. But um, it, it's it's yeah, it's catchy. You don't want to take it to that point, but you definitely want to, you know, what I mean, be careful in what you do. It's, and and like this is population on on Tinder that like I I've never used it for this. I think I was because I'm, I'm a little older when I had got on Tinder, but like they literally use it to like meet a girl that day, invite her over that night, and then have sex with her. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And the girl knows this. You know what I'm saying? The girl's aware of this. So to the point that like, people put no hookup. So I'm not looking for a hookup on their mm-hmm. profile or stuff like that. But like either, like that is like tricky. You know what I'm saying, bro? To just like, all right. Because uh, I've, I've watched a documentary where girls don't know how to navigate that situation. They're like, all right, I just want to come over and chill. Or, or, or maybe you offered me some smoke or something like that. And then, but now she feels obligated to have sex because she came over. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's just like. It, it's it's tricky. It, it is it's a catchy situation. I've always been a. I, I, I'm not gonna say are you comfortable with this <laughs> type person, like. But I've always made sure that the girl was comfortable. I, I don't want to have sex with somebody that's uncomfortable. Like I, that doesn't sound appealing to me. So it's tricky, like just with the hooking up thing. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's a, a hurdle that I think the current generation is gonna have to figure out because they're living under different rules than we grew up under. And and they're gonna be, it looks like under more scrutiny than we were under, in terms of the the stuff that they're doing now in junior high school and high school, might have effects on whether they can get a job. Because you know what I mean, you're seeing that right now with, with a couple episodes with with Kavanaugh had you know had to go through to get his job and 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 shit like that, um, or Matt Lauer losing his job. You know what I mean? Right, because uh, the stuff he's done. So they they're gonna have to navigate that. And and then not, not to say that we're we're independent of that. We live in the same world. I think we just existed in a world before this confusion. You know what I'm saying? Like I I know what not to do on video. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it, everyone doesn't, but I kind of know what might come back to haunt me and what I would have a big problem with coming back to haunt me. You know what I mean? So you, you know what I mean? There's certain things. It's just the way you got to carry yourself and, and be careful. 
Yeah, and I guess the one, the, the one last thing on on this topic, uh, a lot of people, not a, actually, it is a lot. A lot of people have been asking for like accountability on on the women's parts part two, right? Like, if you go, if you put yourself in a certain certain situation, or if you dress a certain way in a certain situation, or if you drink drink and you're in a certain situation then you should take some accountability well, where do you see that one like how much accountability do you think should be on the woman's part because shouldn't a, a woman be able to drink just as much as a guy if not more shouldn't she be able to party just like a guy dress dress as sexy dress as sexy as she wants to i guess i think about it in in this term right if i went to bedford stuyvesant right brooklyn Wearing all my jewelry, <laughs> right? Every everything, <clears throat> chains, rings, my my freshest sneakers, and I don't have the type of pull in Bedford Stuyvesant to people to be like, oh, I ain't messing with him. You know what I mean? And I end up getting robbed. Did I ask for it? No. Obviously, I wanted to come back home in my jewelry. Should I have taken precautions to not? <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe not be in that neighborhood one, or maybe not be in that neighborhood wearing my, my finest jewelry and things that that might attract thieves. I, yes, I, yeah, yeah, I can take accountability for that. So to that, to answer your question, a, a woman can drink as much as she wants. A woman could drink till she her fucking liver stops working. But if your goal was to make it back home safely, you're gonna have to take some accountability in what you're drinking and what you're putting in your body if you're drugged you know that's without that's beyond your control there's just evil people out there that do evil things but if you're sitting there just throwing shots back and expecting your friends to make sure you get back home safely and something happens to you you didn't take accountability for your own safety you know what i mean mm -hmm. um if your girl should be able to wear whatever she wants to do her skirt could could be as short as she wants to be uh Chest could be popping out of a turtleneck, you know what I'm saying? Whatever she wants, <laughs> whatever she wants to do. But it's like, are you gonna walk in a neighborhood where there are convicted rapists, or you know what I'm saying, people that sex offenders, known sex offenders in this neighborhood? It, you could, you have the the freedom to, but it's also like, could you have taken precautions to not be dressed like that in that neighborhood? And the same thing applies to maybe going to a bar where they're gonna be drunk men who you don't know how they act when they get alcohol in their system. It, it, they should, they 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 should hold themselves to a certain standard. But you gotta also take certain precautions to not wear your jewelry in Bedford Stuyvesant. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, the first thing I'll say is um, uh, your reference with Bed Stuy is kind of dated because Bed Stuy is a really beautiful place nowadays. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. I meant the biggie, biggie best. They're gonna bring us some 1985 references. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't go to Times Square with your jewelry on, right? Because <laughs> this is a terrible place with. <laughs> With tons of prostitution and strip clubs and quarter shows. <laughs> you wouldn't bring a token for the train station in New York City and not have a... <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, point taken. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, being situationally aware of, of what kind of, I guess, being situationally self-aware of what puts you at increased risk. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. yeah. You should not be. You should not be in danger because you dress a certain way, or because you're a certain gender, or you're somewhere at a certain time, or you're at a certain party with so many amounts of guys. But the truth is, is that though not all guys are savages, and though and though not all savages just target girls that you know dress a certain way, enough of them do that it's particularly risky for you to. To, to be that way without at least mitigating that risk. So what does that mean? That means if you're going to dress that way or go to a certain party or drink a certain amount, that you should have some good friends with you that's going to watch your back. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They'd be well, like, girl, I don't think, like, you you kind of tipsy, I, but I got you. Yeah. Uh, just be responsible for what you put in your body. Yeah. Just you know what I mean, like just it's it's an accountability thing. I'm not gonna I, I you know what I mean. I have a daughter. I have and there's certain things I, I'm gonna have to teach her when she's of age to party and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And it's I think it's the same thing I would tell my son. You know what I mean? Like if he were to go to a certain neighborhood because maybe you know what I mean he knows a girl's gonna be at a party and this neighborhood's unsafe. You know what I mean? There's certain precautions you should take. Maybe roll with friends. You know what I mean? Maybe this might be the party to avoid. It, it's the same thing. It's like I gotta tell my daughter, hey, you gotta if you're gonna 
dress in a way that someone might find sexual. You know what I mean? Someone might be attracted. Maybe you're dressing like that to attract somebody. You got to know that that might be that might attract the wrong attention also. Right. You know what I mean? The same way I tell my son, hey, you wear, you want to wear those nice sneakers. You want to wear the, the, you know what I mean? Maybe your, your chain, that's going to attract the attention of maybe what you're looking for, but it also might attract the attention of what you're not looking for and certain precautions have to be taken. Now, if a crime is done to you, yeah, by all means, report it to the cops. Don't feel like you shouldn't. Don't feel like you dressed a certain way and now, you know what I mean, they, 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 they might make you feel some type of way, but that shouldn't stop you from at all reporting that wrong has been done to you. You're still a human being. You still have certain rights. And, and well, the people should keep their hands to themselves. People should not try to take your property. People should not, people should behave themselves a certain way. And there's laws and there's things that we have in place for that. Um, so don't, don't think that, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I'm not saying what I'm saying to discourage anyone to be like, Oh, I walked into the wrong neighborhood. You know what I mean? I can't No, still report it to the cops still definitely, but maybe the next time you go out, let's, let's, you know what I mean? Have a thinking capsule. Yeah. And with that being said, you know what I mean? It's another episode in the books, brother. Word, man. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> we doing now, it, now man. Now I'm to get back to, to watching this Making a Murder on Netflix. There's another season? Yeah, it's another season. Oh, it's not shit. really a good show, but I feel committed to it now. Okay. Is it, in uh, my opinion, it's not good. Nah? The first season, was that good? The first season was cool. The first mm-hmm. season was cool because it was fresh. It was you seeing the case. Like, wow, this case is intricate and it's interesting. Mm. This season, it's like we're trying to free this dude, and you know, it's documentary. Is people making a documentary, but it clearly has a certain bias or, or tilt to it, and it's kind of they're not even trying to hide it. You know what I'm saying? Like they're showing the defense attorney for the dude who's trying to get the dudes who's trying to get off, who's mm-hmm. trying to appeal their cases, and then she's making all these theories, and you only seeing her her perspective, and it gets kind of tiring. Like somebody had to plant the evidence because look at how this blood drips and shit like that, and I'm like. All right, I get it. And it's like 10 episodes of them just saying that shit. Look at this blood. It's fucked up. He's innocent. And there's no opposing view. The, the little bit of opposing view that you do get is weak and kind of corny. Okay. So uh, that's, so that's what that. is What is your Netflix pick of the week? My Netflix pick of the week? Yeah, it could be anything. Though. It don't got to be Netflix, Hulu, you know, HBO, anything. I'll tell, I'll tell you what. This, this week, I, I saw two, two things that I watched from beginning to end. But I would never recommend it for people. That's making a murderer, and uh, damn, I forgot the name of the movie. But it's a, it's starring Jeffrey Wright, and okay. uh, starring Jeffrey Wright, and it's about a nigga going and help hunt some wolves, but really humans is killing people. It's I watched it from beginning to end, and it's whack. Avoid those two movies if they pop up on your queue. Okay, so it wasn't even like one of them things where you're like, I won't recommend it because it's something like only Keith would like. You didn't even like it. I didn't even really like it, but I watched watch it from it. beginning to end, hoping that something cool would happen, but it didn't. He's like, I want, I want them two hours back. <laughs> I hear I you, do brother. Want them two hours back. <laughs> um, what can the people check you out on social media, bro? At me and my underscore thirty five Instagram. You know, make sure you check out the home girl, Miss Perfect Touch. Um, you can niche, check her out niche, at Ao Niche on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all that going down. Uh, I go by the name of DJ Playboy, but on Instagram they call me at Plickapeezy, P L I C C A P E E Z Y. Make sure you check out the Perfect Talk podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Shit, man, I'm about to go. I'm about to go pick my kid up, bro, from uh from school. Oh, yeah. she, she does half days. Yeah, she does the half day, so I'm about to go pick her up. But it was it was funny because I was I dropped her off, and um, I'm dropping her off, and her teacher. There's two teachers, right? And one teacher is like the you know it's like a good cop bad cop situation. One's the enforcer, and one's the uh you know the, like the the super compassionate one. And um, the enforcer, she was there. She was like, oh yeah, uh, she's like yeah they they painted um pumpkin. She's like you could take her pumpkin back home with you. And I was I looked, at, I was like I don't want this pumpkin. <laughs> like she, she was. What am I do with a pumpkin? And um, so I'm like, oh, all right, which, which one is hers? Uh, and I pointed. I was like, this one right here. And she didn't even look. She's like, sure. <laughs> She's like, Just go, go she ahead, pick it. Pick anyone you want, nigga. <laughs> but, it's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, the school experience has been great so far. My kids are loving it, so it's awesome, man. Thank you for your help helping me with that situation, brother. And you know what I mean? We're just gonna keep helping the world. It's the Perfect Talk Podcast, man. Say goodbye to the people, brother. Peace. Peace.